0: You are listening to the Break Free from Your Monkey Mind podcast, where you will be introduced to various techniques, ideas, and guests, providing you with ways to improve your mental health and help you take the first step towards your goals and aspirations. Let us inspire you today to learn, grow, and succeed. Here's your host, Tony Gordon. Good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Thank you very much again for joining me on Break Free for Your Monkey Mind podcast. This is season two, episode nine, and this is about stress awareness. Um, the first thing I really wanted to go through is just this came about where a few people comment or contacting me just to ask about we feel overwhelmed or they get feeling a bit that everyone's getting on top of them, especially with work at the moment. Um, unsure about the hybrid situation for them, what going back to work was not. Um, so it was to look at, it, I thought, what stress is first of all, um, how does it affect us? And then some things that we can put into place to prevent stress from happening in the first place. So from MIND, which is the sort of mental health charity from the UK, we all know it says, what life's like, feeling stressed, but it's not easy to pin down exactly what stress means. When we say things like, is this is stressful or I'm stressed out, it's kind of them situations or events that put pressure on us. So for example, stress is times where we have lots to do and think about it, or don't have much control of what happens, or a reaction to being placed under pressure, and the feelings we get when we have demands placed on us that we find that are difficult to cope with. But one thing that has came out, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, is I've had people come to me saying they've been diagnosed with stress. Well, that's not accurate. And I don't know whether these people have got it themselves, maybe Googling things and saying, ah, I've got that. Stress itself is not a diagnosis of a a mental health condition. And actually, there's a debate with some medical practitioners. Some believe that stress is the cause of problems. What I mean by that is that you suffer with stress if it's left long enough, it can lead to diagnosis of anxiety or maybe depression. However, there are those that also say it can be a result of these types of conditions. Meaning that when we are trying to cope with all the issues with emotional health, it can affect the things that we do. So, for example, if you've got doctor's appointments, um, that can stress you out when you're waiting for it, especially if you're already feeling that you're overwhelmed or there's issues and you're having to wait to see someone. Specialist appointments, um, make one test results. I can vouch for that one. I've had quite a few, obviously maybe before about test results, but one specific one that came out to me was that how this can affect. And when I was told that cancer, I was told lucky that they managed to cut it out. They felt they got most of it out, but I still had to go for another biopsy and an MRI scan. When I went to the MRI, it was inconclusive. There was a dark patch, which obviously I can imagine was really concerning to me and my family, not knowing what the dark patch was. So they decided to go ahead with the biopsy. And they did that. Um, it was quite a time when you're trying to be put a face on, like I mentioned last week, the psychological masks, put that on for everybody else to show you're not really worried, not overly concerned about it because they've tried to put you, be saying, well, we've got most of it out, but it was most. They didn't say all. Oh, and I had to wait two weeks for that result. That was probably the longest two weeks of my life. So that' why... You can say that stress can actually get worse, even if you've got like you know sort of diagnosis or you know something. It's because the time you wait. Mine's turned out to be okay; that it's under control. So I get checked every three months. But for other people who are constantly waiting on these test results, or because of COVID putting everyone back, they're waiting on procedures or results. That's a very stressful time. Either way, what everyone does agree with is that, like I've just mentioned, the serious impacts that happens in individual lives. Stress does do that. Remember, there are physical signs to stress also. So signs you may notice it's happening, get a warning. Tiredness, headaches, upset stomachs, that can all be because you're getting yourself worked up and stressed. And these feelings build. Your sleep pattern gets affected. You might feel as though you've slept all night, but you feel as though you've not slept, if that makes sense. You start to realise that your sleep pattern's broken. That you're feeling agitated because you don't feel so you've got enough sleep, and it's just because your mind is whizzing all the time. There's all these thoughts going through it. You you might feel also that your appetite's not there. Um, you don't really eat enough, and if you don't eat enough, you don't provide enough energy to deal with the day. And again, that goes the cycle: why you get tired, why you get headaches, because you're not drinking enough water, you're not eating enough food. So the all things can help you physically. And this all comes about because it's a term you've probably heard fight, flight, and freeze, or for some people just call it a fight and flight. It's a physiological reaction. Um, It does it by what's called your sympathetic nervous system. There's different parts of your nervous system. The sympathetic one is the one then that will get us more heightened with things. If you hear the word parasympathetic, that's more what calms you. So the sympathetic nervous system releases hormones when stress is there, like adrenaline and cortisol. And some physical signs when you're in this mode is... You may have an increased heart rate. Your blood pressure can rise. Your breathing changes. A lot of times it can become shorter and you breathe a lot quicker or you can actually feel so like you can't catch a breath because the way you're breathing. Therefore, some stress, when you think about it though, if it's fight and flight, it's actually necessary. So not all stress is bad. Stress can be a necessary thing to keep us away from danger or it may be our body and mind's way of warning us that we need to stop for a second and think do we need to do this? Do we need to take this action? So although stress can be bad, I that it can also be a bit of a friend because it lets you know when something's not right. But when you do feel overtaken, when it's not just okay and it starts to overwhelm, it's only when these symptoms become too much you, that's when overwhelm happens. If you've got too much, you so much, so much doubt creeps into your mind, so much so you can't even think straight. Some people call it brain fog because they get so overwhelmed with thoughts that they can't concentrate on anything and it's like you know the things there you just can't get the answer out like somebody might ask you a question what's the day before or a couple hours before you probably answered the second but you might not be able to at that point that's when you know there's an issue so what i said earlier is that we're looking for ways that can improve what you do to help you with stress maybe even some of these can be used as a prevention some not one thing is so important though do not rely on alcohol, smoking, caffeine are ways of coping. People say, ah, oh, but they calm me down. Um, alcohol is not good for you anyway, if, unless it's in moderation. Smoking, as we know, everybody knows it's not good for you. People do it and say it keeps them calm. But then if you drop a cigarette for a couple of minutes, do you mean you need another one because you're not calm? So it's like a false illusion it gives you. Caffeine is as well, it can give you a high, and that can be a problem a lot of it. They can heighten you so much that the stress levels can actually increase. So it's more about looking at things in moderation. What things we can do that are healthier for our mind and for our body. That's the things we need to be looking at. I mean, what you're trying to get to the point is you want to be able to feel that your glass is half full instead of half empty. So things that you can do to prevent it, or when you start to get these feelings coming in your head, you want to get them out your head. Why not start journaling? Journaling can be a great way of doing that. When you start feeling overwhelmed, it's because you've got too many thoughts. So you need to get them out. Why not put them in, in the paper? Start a journal. What well, I mean, but I write down all your thoughts, but especially any negative ones. If you can get negative thoughts down, that really helps you because it means that they're not in your head anymore. So you're leaving space for other things in your head. Happier thoughts. If this is not really you to try, try one thing for me. Try at least writing down at the end of the day, three things that you were really happiest about that day something that made you feel good inside and maybe things you feel gratitude for and maybe just things that you've achieved on the day, they can be small but all small achievements are still better than nothing and if you're starting to worry about things but you start looking at the positive side that can also benefit you so it can help to get those thoughts out of your head but if you are feeling overwhelmed at that moment try to change your breathing slow your breathing down when you breathe too quick breathe through your nose rather than your mouth I know it sounds a bit weird, because so a lot of people say, what do I breathe? If you breathe through your nose, I mentioned there about the parasympathetic nerve, you're using that and that helps to calm you. You can find a lot of details about all this, there's books on YouTube. I personally know someone, a company called Elements of Breath. A guy called Andy Smith, he's fantastic. He does these weekly free things, or lives on Facebook, uh, sorry, LinkedIn, as he uses. And he does a little, I think it's a little bit of space. And he, what he does is he breaks up the week. He teaches you different breathing exercises that will help you to get away from what you've had the first part of the week, calm yourself down. And he does once then, it gives you a bit more energy just to face the rest of the week. So that's an option, is Elements of Breath with Andy Smith. Or just have a look on YouTube. I'm sure you're able to find someone there or on the internet. Other things that you can do then to prevent it, those are things to do when it's actually happening. The breastly breathing—that's a great one to do, just to calm yourself down. But when you're looking at it, what you want to actually do is to see right, what can we do to prevent it. One of the simplest ways is exercise. You hear this all the time, but nobody actually really listens. If you think of this time of year, I'm looking at a window where I'm at the moment, and there's a beautiful view. Is where I am. I've just got a wood behind my, um, my back garden, and the trees are beautiful colours. You've got oranges and browns, greens, sort of pale, russets, all different colours. And this is a great way of keeping overwhelm away, just by reducing stress. It can be as simple as walking. Going to walk out there for me, walking down the hill with all those trees around. If you've got a park nearby, or even just like I've got, a pathway, it's free, it's tree-lined, especially at this time of year. Because as you said, when you watch all those leaves and you look at them all, It starts to make you feel good just taking a bit of nature in, looking at all the beautiful colours, things you might not notice before, to actually keep it in the moment. Again, stopping yourself from looking back and looking forward. Just see how beautiful they are. But then never think about why it happens. Nature's an amazing thing. If you think at this time of year, what nature does is it drops all the old leaves off the trees. And all people say you can make a bit of a mess in things, but it can actually be good for the environment as well. But when those old leaves come off, they're making space for the new ones. So the trees can be revitalized, ready for the next year. Therefore, as if you actually think about that, when you're out walking, just imagine you're doing the same thing. Allow any negative thoughts and emotions to acknowledge they're there. To say, I acknowledge, I, say, I know I've got them, I accept them, but I'm letting them go. I don't need any of those negative thoughts. And it'd be wonderful just to get the feeling of when that happens. Because you're releasing any negative thoughts and emotions. You're just letting go. And just think, then you're ready to receive all the positive things. Things that are about to happen in your life. Just like the trees get rejuvenated. And there's a couple of other forms of exercise that are all great as well. But a simple thing to remember is you only need 10 minutes a day. If you start at 10 minutes and build that up each day, it's 10 minutes more than you've probably been doing. So it's something that's always better than nothing. Another couple of ones that I found that are really, really good at the moment are some form of... Um Tai Chi or Yoga, especially, because they provide so many other health benefits with your posture, your poise, your heart. They're good for weight loss as well, which surprised me a lot too recently. But I've been looking at because I'm taking it up now. So why not see if there's any classes in your local area? Or if you prefer, get some online at YouTube. Other things that could really help are meditation and mindfulness. These are two fantastic ways of getting yourself grounded. They're great ways to alleviate any stress you're feeling, and they can also help prevent it because they help you to stay in the moment. And if you can do that, you stop fretting about things that you've just done and looking back and did I do that right? Did I not do that right? Or even worse, thinking about future events, and going, what if this happened? What if that happened? Because we never think of what ifs, they always seem to be negative. We never think of what if this great thing happened to me today or what if this wrong thing is going to happen tomorrow? But if you do that, you'll feel more relaxed. I said you feel grounded, but you more importantly, you feel calm. Mindfulness and meditation are great ways of doing that, it's helping you to feel relaxed and calm again. Look up for local classes because then you're around other people who've got the same mindset as you wanting to do that. And by talking and meeting others, that's another great way of alleviating stress because you're letting things get out. If not, just try saying there's apps you'll be able to get apps online that's great for meditation and mindfulness. Or, option as well, I think I'm getting. I look at YouTube all the time, I must get shares in the place, I keep promoting it, but YouTube is a great way of getting different things to try. So look on there and see about mindfulness meditation sessions and just try and do it at home yourself and see how you feel. But it would be great if you could get out and meet other people doing it. It's a lot better for your own mental your emotional health, your physical health as well. Next would be self-care. We're about exercise, but how many of us are actually guilty of helping other people out with their issues at times? But we don't actually set a time for ourselves. We don't put time aside for us. Come on, admit it. How many of you listen to this now? About very few of you actually do. I realised this recently because I'm guilty of it. So what I started actually doing is putting my lunch break in my diary. Even when I worked previously before I set off myself, I never did that. Nine times out of ten, we all worked through lunch. We get it, sat at desk and we worked. That's not good for you either. You need that little bit of break. So set yourself that little bit of time for lunch, whatever you're it half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, an hour if you can get it, and just get yourself away from work and everything, all your thoughts away from that, and it breaks your day up. As I said, you've got little bit of breath when he does that. You could do a little mindfulness exercise. Something that breaks away clears you from the morning, ready for the afternoon, and you feel so much better, and you'll really enjoy that if you do it. But start putting it in your diary, and also put a certain time of the week aside for you, I do that now as well. I put a bit of time a week. And that takes me on to the next two things because this is what I do. I love to read. I'm always reading, whether it be fiction or fact books. But what I do actually is I read and I have music on. I've always got headphones on. And I enjoy listening to all types of music. It doesn't matter what it is. And music, it just builds me up. And music helps to keep me calm, whatever I want. But I like to do two together. And I appreciate it. not everybody does that. It's not going to suit everybody to do that. So when you think about it and you get engrossed in a good book, your mind doesn't wander, not outside what you're reading anyway. You might wander as and thinking, well, look at oh, all this has happened. But when you do that, it's like a sort of form of self-hypnosis because you get so engrossed in there, you get so focused, you're in a sort of trance-like state, but it's so enjoyable, so relaxing. So why not try that? I mean, music, everybody knows. Music just affects everybody, it can make everybody feel amazing. Depends what type of music you've got, every type or level of beats, what people like. I've seen someone recently with trans music, not mine, but he was bounced about it. He thinks it's great. Rock music, I did like that. Classical music, jazz music, whatever it is, rhythm and blues, anything at all that you like, play it because you'll always take you back to maybe special songs for special people in your life, maybe family events. But more than that, you'll always be able to think where you were when you heard that song. It's amazing how we all do that, but these kind of memories always come back. So why not try some of these things out? Have a go at them and see what you can do with them. The most important thing about all of it is the thing: to take time for yourself. It's better to prevent the overwhelm, the stress, than it is to try and alleviate it once it happened. But if it does, as I said, try breathing exercises, try some mindfulness, some meditation. Just take a step away. It's the one thing more than anything is to take a step away from what you're doing. Just... Take that break away from for a few minutes and just let yourself calm. Let the stress levels just go down and come out. And the more you can just say, I acknowledge it, I accept it, I'm letting it go. Or imagine a little stop sign. You know the red and white signs you get when you see in the street that says stop? Like a lollipop thing you would have. That thing is amazing because if you've got that in your head and these negative thoughts come in and you can do that and go stop, the thought stays there. You can decide that for a few seconds, do I really need to act on this or not? No, let it go. So each time something's in, it's that. Try practising that. And you get a bit amazed how it just does it subconsciously. You'll start doing it. you start saying, stop. When these negative things come in, I don't need them. Let it go. Take a breath. Just take a few seconds to yourself and then go back to what you're doing. I hope some of these things will help. But if you do need any other help, please don't suffer alone. Don't and through and feeling stressed and not knowing where to turn. There's plenty of places to go. If you look online, there's plenty of places that you can go. You can talk to people. If you want and find someone who's comfortable with you, go and speak to them. If anybody wants to talk to me or arrange me a session with me, I'm happy to do that. And as always, please contact me on my email, which is Tony Gordon at changingyourmindlimited.com. So that's Tony Gordon at changingyourmind and limited is Ltd. Com. Well, Now, thank you very much for joining me. And next week, I'll be talking to a wonderful lady named Jane. She's going to be discussing her journey through a really difficult situation she's came through, but she has came through it, and she's going to explain where she is now and how she actually got there. So thank you again for joining me here. I appreciate it. And please, any other comments, and you still want me to do, I'm happy to do as I said this. Is I'll take the emails after the session. I'm going to put this out. And then I can actually see what I can prepare for next week. I've got Jane there, but I will do it the week after if it's something you really want. So again, just email me with anything you actually need. Thank you again and take care. Keep safe, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for more great conversation, valuable tips, and positive ideas, allowing you to take your first step towards learning, growing, and succeeding.